Hello F1 fans and welcome to F1 on and off the track with Kim Illman. You can see his photos at ProStarPicks.com, subscribe to his YouTube channel or follow him on Instagram at Kim Illman. My name is Adrian and in this episode we're talking about the USGP that's just finished up and how was it Kim? It was a long day, uh, nice weather unlike um, Thursday and we'll get around to that at some point but it was bitterly cold on the Thursday. Today was magnificent. Sun shone all day. And, of course, Valtteri Bottas won. But it was all about Lewis because with him coming second, it was enough to clinch the world title for the sixth time. And uh, he was pretty happy about it too. And there was some long celebration. Yeah, well, that was my first question. How did the celebrations go? Well, what was unusual was normally the... Um, in Park Ferme, the winning car goes first and then the second, third go back staggered left and right of that. But because Lewis won the title, he got to go into the world championship position and Valtteri had to settle for the right-hand spot. And, of course, there was very little attention on Valtteri. It was all on Lewis. But uh, after the race, he did a, a press conference and pretty much had the whole uh, thing to himself for about 20 minutes. And then after that, he had to get back out to do the celebration in pit lane and he decided to go through the media center. Now, I've never seen that before. And when he walked through, the whole media center just erupted into applause, which was a lovely thing. And, and certainly to me, it was unexpected and a nice touch. And I actually t took some photographs too, because I was following him. Well, in fact, I was um, walking in front of him, shooting backwards all the way out to the celebration he did in front of the garage, where he and Valtteri and the whole team, the whole Mercedes team, formed up behind the two drivers and uh, he did some photos, came forward with Valtteri, then came forward on his own. And then what happened then? I'm just driving at, this, at the moment, so I'm uh, at times a little distracted. But it's dark here and uh, it's been a long day. So, yes, in answer to your question, how did the celebrations go? He then, the champagne came out, that's right. So there's a, probably about 100 media in this semicircle and everybody rushes forward and I got the plum spot. Well, initially, it wasn't quite the plum spot because I was uh, at his back, so I could see, and I was right next to him, I was 50 centimetres from him, and there's a huge wall of people behind me pushing, so you have to really push back, otherwise you're going to end up in his, uh, in his back with your camera and get no shot. So I got shots at the back, and then I said to one of the guys who uh, lifted Lewis up onto his shoulders, look, could you turn him around? And then he said to his mate who was holding the other leg, oh, can you turn Lewis around? And thankfully, they did that. So, bang, I'm right in front of him. Uh, I'm no more than a, probably a, a metre to his head. And I shoot up and I get these beautiful shots with a wide-angle lens, covered in champagne, of course, because they're spraying champagne everywhere. And I was pretty darn lucky. And, and at that moment, I thought, well, this is pretty good access. Sometimes I take it for granted. But then when I stop and think about it, I think, well, there are a lot of people in the world who'd like to be standing in my spot and they weren't. I was. I was standing in my spot. It's quite the opposite to uh, how his race weekend started. Pretty quiet when he came into the, uh, into the paddock. Well, yeah. Uh, on the Thursday, I was the only photographer around. And he walked in and uh, I thought, oh, that's Lewis. And he was dressed in a green tracksuit, Heli Hansen, who's, uh, which is a company that does clothing mainly for the maritime industry. They've done a collaboration with Tommy Hilfiger and it's a good looking tracksuit. And he and his um, security guard came in together and I was the only shooter. In fact, I spoke to Angela Cullen, his physio, this morning and she said when they came in this morning early, there were no photographers around. 
Now, normally, race day, Lewis, everyone's camped out to get a shot of him, and you really have to work hard because he'll nip off on his scooter and he'll go the back route. And in fact, there was a, a, an instance on Saturday where there's probably about 350 people waiting for Lewis to come from the hospitality suite to the garage. And they were all queued up downstairs on the first floor of the paddock club and on the second floor. And Bradley Lord, I took some photos of that, and Bradley Lord, who's the comms manager for Mercedes, said, oh, can you send me those pictures? Because um, they're quite interesting. And I said, yeah, no problem. And then I, he said, you know what he's going to do, though? He's going to run around the back, isn't he? And he's going to um, end up doing the, um, the cheeky route into the garage. And I said, yes, he will do that. He said, you've written about that. You know about that. I said, yeah, I guess I was just suckered in by all the people expecting him to come this way. So I went the back route, and sure enough, he did that. But my pictures were nothing special, so I never even used them. Now, Daniel Ricciardo seems to be quite a massive fan of the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, that's a... Now, I don't know, is that a college team or a state team? I don't know. It's an NFL team. It's an American football team. And he had some cheerleaders on Thursday there from that team, and he was wearing one of their jumpers at one stage... Uh, in fact, today he was wearing one of their jumpers at the uh, driver's parade. Mm. And his helmet was quite magnificent because it looked like a gridiron helmet, as we'd say in Australia, a gridiron helmet but or an American football helmet, with that um, the grill that goes in front of their chin. And it was a good design. Uh, today he was um, doing the special symbol for the Texas Longhorns, and he really does have a fond affinity for this country. Of course, he lives. Uh, he's got a home in... Los Angeles, and loves America. Talking about helmets, Lando Norris also had a striking design for his. Yeah, and I got to photograph that up close, and what was quite amazing is when you have a look at it, it has some brown, looks like rust, but they're actually textured. And I thought, would that have some sort of aerodynamic impact? Mm. But obviously it wasn't deemed so because they were textured and you could run your finger over them. On the back he had this little cowboy and the word America, not America, America, which is what Daniel Ricciardo often has too when he has, I remember last year he had a cap with America written underneath. And normally on a Thursday, we would get lots of opportunities to shoot the drivers because they sit out on these little patios in the hospitality suites in the sunshine and they do interviews and you can get some lovely portrait shots of drivers. But this year, it was bitterly cold. In fact, I landed into Dallas and uh, when I, this was on Monday after the Mexican GP, and I went up to the reception desk at the hotel and um, for some reason, the woman just mentioned the fact that it was going to be getting down to 32 degrees, which is zero in Celsius. And I said, I've bought nothing warm. And she said, oh, it's going to be very cold. We've got a huge cold snap, coldest in, in years. And I thought, oh, hell. So I had to go and buy some warm clothing. And then on the Thursday, when I drove up here, it's about three hour, three and a half hour drive from Dallas, and we got to the track on Thursday morning for driver arrivals, it was just a bit above zero, a little bit of a wind, so it was feeling less than zero, and it was just plain ugly. Thankfully, I bought some gloves, which I actually lost one of them the next day. I went to shoot Lando Norris the next morning. He was doing a run at 7.20 in the city, and I took some lovely shots of him. And I dropped a glove, and I didn't realise until I got to the track, and I thought, I must have dropped it somewhere around this hotel. And the next day I went back, Saturday morning, and uh, by pure chance, it was still there underneath a car, and I was lucky enough to get out there unharmed, probably run over a few times, and uh, I got my glove back. So is this the coldest F1 shoot you've done all year? Uh, in my life. 
in my <laughs> brief two point six seven year career, it was bitter. Uh, I, I can't tell you how cold it was. Not coming from a cold country, it really impacted me. And I didn't have the right clothing. I had a beanie, which was lucky I bought brought that because I bought that in Moscow uh, on a race where it was very cold. Then I promptly lost that as well. And then I lost my phone that morning, and I also lost my dongle. Luckily, I managed to get all all those things back, but lost the beanie. So, uh, yeah, very cold. But thankfully, over the three days, it warmed up a little bit each day. And today, it was shorts and T-shirts weather. Does wearing all, like, the, the heavier, thicker gear to keep warm change how you photo or restrict you in any way? How I photograph? I think that's the word you want, uh, Adrian. Um, no, no, it doesn't. It's a little bit trickier wearing a glove, though because uh, you don't have quite the sensitivity in your fingers on the shutter button, etc. But no, it doesn't have any impact, really. Just the sheer inconvenience of being cold. F1 On and Off the Track is presented by ProStarPix.com. Stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. Head to ProStarPix.com at the end of this podcast. Well, Halloween was on Thursday of the race schedule. You tried something different to capture some photos. Yeah, I, I actually wanted to get a pumpkin and have it carved out. But then I found in a, a CVS store here, just a plastic pumpkin, the exact right size for my camera lens. So I cut, the hole, I cut a hole in the back of the pumpkin where I could put my lens of the camera through. So I was shooting through the teeth, the nose and the two eye holes. And I managed to get George Russell, who was very good natured about it. He stopped and actually... Um, posed for a pic for me but Lando Norris he was very funny he, he actually walked towards me and bent down and put his face right in it and said can you see anything from that side and of course I could because I, I could see through the nose hole which I actually cut to make a little bit bigger so there are pictures up on prostarpics.com and kimilman.com and on my Insta account at kimilman where you can see uh, the driver's faces in these holes and that was an interesting idea and in fact RTL which is a German TV company broadcaster took a picture of me with the lens covered by this pumpkin and put it up on their page which was good because I managed to get a picture of that and in fact today another photographer Jerry Andre was above me um, in the paddock club shooting down so he could see from uh, above the Lewis Hamilton media scrum and it's it's a great picture because it shows just how packed in we all are although there was thankfully um, probably a little bit of room between the front of us and Lewis. I remember a year ago, and it was here, yes, it was here a year ago that this happened, wasn't it? Oh, anyway, I can't remember. But one of my photography mates got smashed with a TV camera of, across the bridge of his nose and had stitches. It was a pretty nasty incident. So, yes, it's, it can be dangerous. Carlos Sainz Jr. gave a surprise hug during a photo. Well, you've been reading my Instagram account. I'm almost certain of that because I was situated in front of Carlos and one of his, well, one of the McLaren girls was wanting a photo uh, of one of the McLaren girls and a reporter. So Carlos said, yeah, and he had his arm around each of them. Was it just a pose shot? And then out of the blue, he pulled them both in very quickly and very tightly. And the reaction on their faces is golden. And luckily, I was in the right spot and uh, my camera settings were good and I managed to capture that particular moment. And those are the sort of things that I look for. Like this afternoon, Valtteri had just won the race. He'd done a whole lot of commitments in one section. He was walking to the media pen and he saw his press officer, Felix Sigmund, for the first time. 
And I thought, oh, okay, looks like they're going to come together. And they did. Got a lovely reaction from the two of them. And those sort of things, I think, are the things that people, well, that's the feedback I get, certainly from Instagram, is that people feel like they're right there amongst the moment because I'm portraying through these photos what actually happened. And if I can also go to another moment where Lando Norris had gone back to the hospitality suite and his manager was on the porch and there was an opportunity there. I thought, well, I reckon they're going to come together and it's probably the first time they've seen each other since the race. And it was. And there was a nice little um, high-fiving or a shaking of the hands. I can't get enough of that sort of stuff. Charles had to wait outside the gates on Saturday. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I thought that drivers could come in whenever they wanted. Unlike the mechanics in the garage have a curfew. They can't come in. Uh, more than three hours prior to the session on Saturday and perhaps on Friday as well, I can't remember. So I'm, I'm at the swipe gates and I can see Morgan Karen, his manager, inside the gates and Charles outside the gates and there's, there's no movement. I'm thinking, why is he out there? Maybe he's just talking to the mechanics. So I go out there and take some shots of him, um, some reasonable shots. And then I realised when I went to put the post up because I said, oh, Charles had a problem with his pass because that's what I thought had happened. That wasn't the case, and I asked someone just before I put the post up, that's right, isn't it? Drivers can come in when they want. No, they're subject to the same curfew. So luckily, I didn't make an ass of myself there, and I got to correct it before I put it up. There's a curious photo with Marcus Ericsson wearing two pairs of glasses. Can you explain this for us? Was that this race, or was that last race? But um, Was it this race? Uh, might have been last race, but it's fairly recent on your Instagram. Yeah, yes, and I... Uh, I saw him again today with the two pairs of glasses. He, it was last race, actually. He got um, told by his, his team, Alfa Romeo, that he couldn't... Well, he's sponsored by a glassware manufacturer called Modo, but the team is sponsored... Alfa Romeo is sponsored by... Uh, which one? Carrera. And there was a conflict, even though he's wearing prescription glasses. So they said, look, as, as a workaround, you just make sure that you wear the Carrera sunnies down your shirt on your little polo there so it's sticking out the front and you wear your spectacles on your eyes so that you can see what's going on. That's how they solve that particular problem. He's a lovely fellow, Marcus, and uh, he is the reserve driver at Alfa Romeo, but like he says, reserve drivers do nothing in terms of the car. They're PR, they're hanging around, looking good, but um, yeah, there's not much goes on in terms of driving cars when you're the reserve driver, unless something very unfortunate happened. The only time I can remember it in my short career is uh, I was having dinner one on Saturday night with a guy that makes, it was one of the helmet guys, and he said, oh, by the way, tomorrow Felipe Massa won't be racing. I said, oh, okay. And I didn't put anything up about it because I wasn't 100% sure. But sure enough, Felipe didn't race, and whoever the reserve driver was stepped in, I yeah, anyway, look, if you look back, Felipe was ill, somebody else drove. That's the gist of the story there. How was the first Men of the Paddock post received? Oh, now that blew me away after the last race because I put it up on the Tuesday and it had more likes than the women of the paddock. And then I kept getting these comments that even with the women of the paddock, we want to see women that work in the sport as well as glamours and celebrities and that sort of thing. So now I'm doing... Mondays, I do women of the paddock. Tuesdays, I do men of the paddock. And it's just a matter of me capturing a blend of, like, uh, Will I Am was there today, so he'll probably feature in it. But then there's also mechanics that do jobs, some guys in the media. Yeah, and I, I think it'll it'll take off. It's, it seemed to be a, 
a very popular post and made both men and women happy, I'd say. How was the driver's parade for this race? I know you should ask that. It was fantastic, and I'll tell you why. We had the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders uh, forming a guard of honour for all the drivers to walk through. Now, we haven't had grid girls uh, for, what is it, a year, two years, and I think it's, it's a lesser sport without them, but the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders were sensational. Glamorous, sparkly, and it was, it was in beautiful light. And some of the photos I took with a polarizer and a, a Canon 85mm lens were simply stunning. And I put one up earlier this evening, uh, a shot of Sebastian Vettel. But there's a glorious one of Charles Leclerc I'll post a little later on. Just that blue sky, really rich blue sky with a bit of white streaky cloud. Lovely colours of the, the driver's outfits, their uniforms and um, shirts, etc. Really topped it off. So uh, I was pretty impressed to be out there for today's driver's parade. How often do you get a standout photo from the races and do you remember them all? I think almost all of the pictures when I see them again, uh, my pictures, I think, right, yeah, that's my photo. But in fact, my standout this race was probably during FP1 on Friday. Charles Leclerc's coming over the crest, but he goes wide and he kicks up an enormous amount of dust and rocks and all sorts of shit. And I, I got it sharp. In fact, I got from the first frame to the last frame all sharp. And I was very happy because one of my very good mates, who's a, a brilliant photographer, works for Getty Images, he was next to me and he was doing something else and he didn't capture it. And look, that's normally me. I've normally got my head down or I'm tying a shoelace or changing a lens and I dip out. But I got that shot and it's a really beautiful shot. What makes it so lovely is that there's nothing around. There is only blue sky above, nothing left, nothing right. It's just a, a really great spot to go and shoot from. And there's another shot there, uh, which I um, concentrated on for a little while, where you get that big tower that's at the Circuit of the Americas um, track. And that's on the right-hand side. And you put the car on the left and you balance it. And you get a shot where the car is cresting. Now, when I say cresting, that's when you can see underneath the car so there is a gap underneath the car and these are the sort of things that I talk about when I do um, my F1 dinners and I've got one coming up in Abu Dhabi next and uh, there's still tickets left for that one it's it's a great opportunity to find out yeah a little bit of photographic stuff but also to hear some of the secrets about the paddock and and what goes on in there because most people want to be in there you get amazing access to the drivers and team personnel it's uh it's a very closed shop and so I'm happy to share some of those insights into what goes on there, along with some photography tips. And it's all over a great meal, and it's, um, it's pretty darn good value when it comes to that sort of thing. And if you're interested, go onto my Instagram account and click on the bio, and you can find a link to book for that dinner. And there are uh, still a handful of seats left on Friday, the 29th of November. That's the Friday of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, and I'd really love to have your company. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Kim. It's been my pleasure. I'm just killing time driving back from the track. To see any of the photos we've talked about today, head over to ProStarPics.com. You can also stay updated by following Kim on Instagram at Kim Ullman or seeing his latest videos by subscribing on YouTube. If you like what you heard today, please give us a review and remember to hit subscribe to stay posted for our next episode. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on and off the track. F1 on and off the track was presented by ProStarPics.com. 
stunning F1 photos live from the track, searchable and downloadable for personal or editorial use. ProStarPix.com. Head there now.